If you're a mamapreneur looking to grow your business in powerful new ways with the support of a mastermind and a business coach, I invite you to check out A Players. Being with women who are doing the same work, who are on the same journey, people who have done what I aspire to do. And I've never been more clear on the direction of my business. A Players is a 90-day group coaching program for mama entrepreneurs looking to get to the next level in their business. This is an opportunity to step into the spotlight and earn the visibility and the progress that you deserve. It is for game changers and action takers who are looking for the strategy, peer support and accountability so they can achieve amazing milestones in their business. Making the investment in yourself is like literally opening a door to the next level of yourself. It isn't until we really take that step and invest in ourselves that we are able to grow. In just 90 days, you'll achieve some of your biggest, boldest goals, all alongside some of our incredible mamas who'll be working on exactly the same things. I feel so well-grounded, at least in that VIP experience. And I'm also not feeling like I need to go off the rails and continue to offer other options now because this is nailing it. This is one of the most supportive and results-driven programs of its kind, and we want you to be a part of it. A-Players is a very special program, and it's only open for enrollment a few times a year. So if you want to take your business to the next level, this is your chance to make the leap. To find out more and book your enrollment call, visit mamasandco.com slash coaching. Hi, I'm Leanne Kim, and this is the Business of Thinking Big the podcast where we talk all things business mindset, strategy, and hustle. So if you're looking to grow your revenue, serve more dream clients, and create amazing new possibilities, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Stay tuned. So I wanted to have this conversation about spring cleaning our mindset. Because as you know, I believe that mindset is ongoing work. It's not something you do once and then you're good for the rest of your life or the rest of the year. Mindset is one of those things that we need to keep coming back to and keep finding ways of just fine-tuning the mindset. And if you're anything like me, you'll probably find that you go through seasons. For me, I have seasons in my year where I feel like my mindset is really on point I'm doing the mindset work daily. I'm feeling in the flow with the universe. I'm feeling connected to my goals. I'm feeling really positive. And then there are other seasons in the year or, or, you know, just in life where I don't feel that same flow. Typically for me, I feel very out of flow, very out of alignment in winter. At the end of a long winter, especially here in Canada where I live, winters are long. I feel, you know, February, March are really tough months for me. And I I feel like I can get really triggered by my outside environment. I also find, I'm just going to be straight up, when for the week or so, probably about the week leading up to my monthly cycle, I often find I struggle with mindset. That's usually where if I'm going to get self-doubt or I get very hard on myself, it's usually that period of time. 
Sometimes these periods of sort of not so strong mindset are cyclical and there's patterns to them. Things that we might start to pick up on that don't just happen once in a while, but they're a routine, right? And, and if we can start to notice that, guess what? We can start to do something about it. So that's what I mean when I say sometimes these seasons are kind of annual, monthly, they're predictable. But other times we go through seasons in life where we're struggling with the mindset piece, but it's not a cyclical thing. Maybe you're going through a difficult family time. Maybe you've experienced some sort of trauma. You know, for many of us, the pandemic is a good example of that. It's something that we didn't predict. It's something that we didn't want. It kind of kind of hit us and we were forced to deal with this external circumstance that for many of us greatly impacted our ability to think in the ways that we wanted to think. I also I can share with you openly now that I'm that I'm through this season losing my dad last summer was very hard. It was hard to stay positive when you're losing someone you love, when you're when you're going through something that just feels really hard and painful and and you know you have to keep going, you have to keep showing up, but you just don't feel like your mind is all there. Like you're as sharp as you want to be or as clear or as as positive as you want to be. I I know certainly for a lot of our mamas here having babies, right? Having miscarriages, having stuff come up with our children. We have a couple of mamas in our community who are persevering through the journey of having a sick child. I've coached women who have persevered through things like divorce or losing a partner, sadly. So, you know, these things are a reality. And I I just, I'm, I'm bringing this up not to be a downer here and not to, you know, have us thinking about all the, all the ways in which we are broken. But I think it's important that we acknowledge that it's not possible to have a 100% ironclad positive mindset every single day, 24, seven, 365. And in fact, if somebody tells you that it is, if somebody tells you there's something wrong with you and that you just have to work harder at mindset, that you just have to get over it, you know, I would really question that advice because there are just some seasons where we need to feel the feels. We need to be where we are and it's okay. I just really want to stress that it's okay if you are in a season where you know your mindset isn't at its best, right? We don't have to be our best 150% of the time. And I know, I know you, (laughs) I know my people really put a lot of pressure on themselves to perform and to be at their best all the time. And I love you for that. But at the same time, I just want you to give yourself a little grace if you are going through a season where your mindset is not where you want it to be or not where it could be, right? There are always going to be times where you could be better and there's always going to be times where it could be worse as well. I really do believe that. We're going to go through seasons. I think we're, you know, we as women, especially mothers, have experienced the brunt of the pandemic a lot worse than a lot of a lot of people. It helps somebody else see that they are not alone when you share your experiences as well. This is where why I share my experiences about this stuff. You're going to go through tough seasons. And as business owners, here's the thing that nobody talks enough about. As business owners, you are much more vulnerable 
to some big and scary challenges than non-business owners. As someone who has to make sales and attract customers and put themselves out there on display for everyone to see, you know, I love my my non-entrepreneur friends, but they don't go through this stuff. They are not living the same types of challenges as we are. So just know that as well, that that you are by by default, by being a mom entrepreneur, by being an entrepreneur, you are by default going to go through some challenges that other people are not going to go through. And your mindset will take a hit as a result. That's a guarantee. You know, I can remember when a couple of years ago, I had someone basically try to online shame me. It was like adult, adult bullying, I call it. And they, and they posted something about me online, much of which was not actually true, with the intent to hurt me. And thousands of people saw it. Like literally hundreds of comments, thousands of people saw this post. I was devastating. It was devastating. And I remember I could not think positively. I couldn't even think for days, let alone think positively. So the thought of having my mindset on point at a time like that, when I was at one of my lowest, and it was, it felt like just a massive public shaming. There's really no other way to say it. Public failure. And I was so embarrassed. I remember feeling such shame, such fear that it was going to kill my business, that people were going to be mad at me. I was going to lose friends. I was going to lose customers. I, I was, it was terrifying. And, uh, you know, so this is the kind of thing that had I not had a business or a, a public image, I wouldn't have been taken down like this, or, or let's just say attempted taken down. This stuff doesn't happen to people who have day jobs. <laughs> And are, and are quietly living their lives in these safe and secure ways. So, yeah, I mean, and it's just one example of the kinds of things that we as entrepreneurs go through. Um, and, and please know that, you know, we always heal from these things. But it's important to know this. It's important to understand what we're up against. And then when we do, I think it's important to acknowledge that we can also pull ourselves out of it. And I liken, I liken when, when we do this sort of like mindset tune-up, I liken it to a spring cleaning because I think as mothers, it's something we can all relate to. I don't know about you, but every spring, I end up just compulsively spring cleaning my home. I, there's certain tasks I find that I always do, and it's not even like it's on a list or it's like, I don't even have it scheduled or anything. There's just every, every year in this season, it's like my body gets drawn to these certain activities. It's, it's like, I feel like it's needed. It's just this compulsion within me to clean house, to declutter and to, and to sweep away the cobwebs. And as I say, there's certain tasks that I always do. What I find is interesting about spring cleaning is this spring cleaning is so much more about addressing what you have and getting rid of the clutter than it actually is about making things perfect. If you know what I mean, right? It's not spring cleaning is actually probably a misnomer. It's not really about cleaning, right? It's not about making everything polished to a perfect shine. It's about going, okay, what have we got here? Let me go through. I know that we got a bunch of stuff here that doesn't belong anymore. I want to get it out. I want to donate it on. I want to see what we're dealing with, right? So some of the tasks that I think about are 
that every year that I get compelled to do, I open up both my kids' closets and I go through their, their winter stuff and I go, okay, what doesn't fit anymore? Right? Like what's, what if looking at all the say sweatpants, <laughs> cause my son has, must have like 12 pairs of sweatpants. What has holes in it? What's not going to fit next winter? Like, let's just get it out right now. Cause I know you're going to be not needing it for the next five or six months anyway. So, well, <laughs> I mean, I'm Canadian, so it depends. <laughs> you may or may not. We may get another snowstorm in May. We just don't know but we hope not. <laughs> right? Right, mamas? Do you feel me on this one? It's like, can I get rid of this? Or will I need that the, the toques and the boots and the coats for one more week or two more weeks? Anyway, I'm of the mindset that the sooner we deal with this stuff, the better. There are also certain things that, you know, we'll go through the basement. We'll go through my kids' toys and see what they're not playing with anymore. I often will do a full clean of my kitchen because I spend a lot of time, you all know I love to cook. I spend a lot of time in the kitchen, but somehow randomly we'll get like two and three and four versions of the same utensil. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, why do we have four whisks? Or why do we have, what's, what are those things called? The zesters? What's the word? I can't even think of the actual word, but you know what I'm talking about? It, when you like zest a lemon, but it's not called a zester. Anyway, why do we have two of these? We only need one and I don't have a use for the second one. So, you know, there are just certain certain tasks I want to do that once a year, every year, and spring just feels like the right time to do it. So when we think about with spring cleaning, you, all of your energy is really going to looking at what we got going on and then decluttering what we no longer need. And I'm willing to bet that we actually need this for our mindset more than we need to kind of just start, you know, like you wouldn't take, take, for example, you wouldn't just clean and scrub and, 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 and fine clean everything if you hadn't first gone through and decluttered it. That's the idea. With our mindset, we want to make sure we're not just plastering on a positive mindset, but we're not actually dealing with the dirty, mucky stuff underneath, right? We want to actually make sure that we're addressing what is really going on. So, and we do this work in A players, shout out to my A players. We always look at the kinds of things that might be holding us back from the next level. And what was really cool is this time we brought in a mindset coach to do this work along with me, with the A players. So just want to give a shout out to Chris Swale. Chris is an incredible mindset coach. She gave all of our A players, I mean, she, she provided all of our A players with this one-on-one -on -one mindset coaching call. And in that one hour, some of these ladies shared, they were able to really address the thing that was holding them back from getting to that next level. So I just want to give a huge shout out to Chris. She's a very gifted coach. Very, very grateful for all of her support because the feedback was wonderful. And I, I love that we're finding new ways to support our A players and make this program stronger. I'm a big believer, as you know, that we can't, there's no strategy in the world that's going to make you reach a level of success if you haven't first addressed the mindset element. We can't just sugarcoat things right? We can't just slap a coat of glossy white paint on something and call it perfect. We actually have to look at what's underneath. And so I want to encourage you today. I want to just call forth 
that we're all dealing with something that is blocking us from getting to the next level. It might be something in your relationships. It might be something from your childhood. It might be something that, it might be a hurdle that you have told yourself you can't get over or you're not good at. It might be a past trauma or life event that is still keeping you stuck. I know I've coached a lot of women who've gone through these things. And in our work together, we uncover that, oh yeah, this is getting in my way. And if I could just address this thing, I'd be able to move past it. I'd be able to reach that level of success. I'll share, I'll share an example of something that I've shared in the past, which is that I used to tell myself that I was no good at marketing. There's a special marketing gene. You're either born as a marketer, you either have this gift or you don't, and I don't. All these people have it but me. They're way up here and I'm way down here, right? So the longer I told myself this story, the longer I stayed in that place and my business wasn't growing. I wasn't getting new leads every day. My business was staying really stuck and small. And I just, I kept getting the same people coming at me, but nobody knew. No, no new leads were flowing to me because I had told myself that I was bad at marketing. I was bad at getting leads, right? So that's a great example of something that was business related, but I've had it in the personal realm as well. We all have. So let me ask you this. What is it for you? If you were to go into the closets and the crawl spaces and the basements of your mind, the messy, mucky, you know, the mudroom, the the places in your mind that are the least organized, the places that feel the darkest, the heaviest, the messiest, if you were to just take a minute and journey into those places with me right now, can you think of an area that you know is holding you back. Again, maybe it's a past experience. Maybe it's something someone said to you. Maybe it's something you're saying to yourself. Maybe it's an issue you haven't dealt with yet. I mean, it, it could be so many things, but just take a second and get really real with yourself and really honest with yourself and say, what are the thoughts deep down in the basement of my mind that are holding me back? And this might get emotional for some of you, right? It's not easy to do this work. Now, some of you have already been doing this work. Some of you have that self-awareness piece already, and you might be able to say, oh, I know it, it's this. But for some of you, This might be stuff that you've buried deep down. This might be stuff that you're afraid to look at or poke at for fear that, you know, the wound is just going to open up again and be this gaping mess so you don't want to go there because it's hard to look at the stuff in our minds that is unpleasant. It's hard to do some of this work. Again, some of the mindset stuff might be surface level, might be more practical, tangible, accessible to you, but some of it might be really emotional. So I just encourage you, be honest with yourself. Maybe there's an area where you know you you need to 
work through is a good way to say it, right? Again, not, you're not just going to polish it to a shine without first dealing with the mess underneath. We have to be willing to declutter before we can implement new strategies to improve. I think a big part of mindset work is decluttering the old thoughts that aren't serving us anymore, the old stories we used to tell ourselves. We got to find those things and we got to get them out before we can start to reframe, before we can start to do things like journaling, mantra work. What are some of the other things that we do? Visualization, gratitude practice, meditation. All of these wonderful tools that we have are great, but they're not going to fix the stuff we haven't addressed, right? They're not going to take us very far until we're willing to address the thing that is holding us back, right? We've got to be willing to spring clean, to get under the hood, to, to acknowledge what is there, deal with it, and be ready to move on. We can't move on until we deal with it first. So I just want to encourage you today to be willing to look at the uncomfortable stuff and, and willing to address it, even when it is painful. It's not going to be all roses. Mindset work is not going to be all roses. It's not going to always feel good. It's not going to always feel fast and shiny and perfect, right? And this is one of the reasons why I really kind of dislike the onslaught of people calling themselves mindset coaches. I, th- I, th- I think there's a place for mindset work, but there are just some people on the internet that are are sharing that it's so simple all the time and you just implement these three things and you'll be fine. And I disagree. I disagree. And I think it's important that we, that we, that we understand the real work involved in this. It's not unusual for people to tell me that they're working with me as a business coach and they're also working with a therapist. They're also working, working with a counselor on some of these issues that are coming up for them that they know are are problematic. So I just love seeing that we are living in a world where women are now getting support on this stuff, that also there is a variety of support available to us, that we can just start to find the tools and start to find the courage within us to do this work. Because I really do believe this is the key to greatness, is just to consistently be working on our mindset. And then as I say, once in a while, you might feel that a deeper clean is necessary. Once in a while, you might feel like you need to spend a half a day or even a day on your own working through this stuff, sitting with your thoughts. I am just such a firm believer that the time has come for us to get clear on what we really want and then get clear on what we need to work on to get there right? I want you to create success in your lives so badly, but I also know that it takes work. It takes doing the messy stuff first. So if you're willing to do this work, I know it is not even a question of when success will come, (laughs) right? It's not, or sorry, it's not even a question of if success will come. It is a question of when success will come, because if you're willing to do this work, your success is truly inevitable. It is on the way. 
trust that it is on the way. And if you are going through a difficult season, just know you have my love and support. Just know that things do get better. Things will improve. And it's okay to have those tough seasons. And I encourage you to feel those feelings. But I also encourage you to do the deep inner work to uncover what's underneath those emotions as well and uncover how doing this work is going to help you get to that next level. So with that said, I want to thank you so much for being here today. Love you lots. Sending you massive support and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the business of thinking big. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. We would love it if you could leave us a review on iTunes, which will help more people like you find the show. And of course, you can learn more at leannekim.com. 